perhaps like the one her brother Andrew used to have. At one with the copse's dank stillness, blood pounding her skull, Cat's ears strained for further clues. Despite the heat, she shivered. What was it they were told on their arrival at the Outwards Bound Centre at Gallows Hill? To remain in pairs, stick to the designated footpaths, watch out for adders, keep at hand their emergency whistles. <laughs> what a joke it had all seemed at the time. Yet since she and Jude first visited the cops earlier in the week, a vague sense of unease had dogged Cat, like a distant echo. Earlier, out in the wide expanse of open heath, she'd felt vulnerable, exposed. Then, once inside the copse, she'd been reluctant to follow Jude's lead and strip down to her pants to sunbathe, for fear of being seen. Always the timid one, just like Jude was always leader. Though that was only part of the story, wasn't it? For aside from all the fuss that had been going on at home in recent weeks, there was how Jude's behaviour towards her had changed. Cat had grown sore from the poison tip of her friend's ill will. The way Jude looked at her sometimes through angry, slitty eyes. The things she said, quite unprovoked. There was barbed grenades, meticulously lobbed then swiftly diffused by a jovial dig or encouraging smile. Now, with urgent eyes, Cat scanned the barricade of foliage encircling her until, a beat later, she heard another sound. A muffled cough, low in timbre. Male. Someone else was in the copse. Close by, too. Unseen. A realisation that yanked Cat's world inside out, triggering her charge back towards the footpath. Running fast, she barely felt the twigs and thorns tearing into her limbs. The ground, pitted with knotted roots and jagged stones, jarring her body, or how the undergrowth was starting to thin. Not daring to look behind her for fear of slowing her pace, Cat headed towards the lunar light of the open heath. But as she hit the dusty path, dumb panic was replaced by the searing pain of rational thought. Where was Jude? Casting an urgent glance over her shoulder and seeing no one behind, Cat stopped. The cops were still, the day silent, apart from the sound of her lungs rasping the soupy air. She slipped off the canvas rucksack Andrew had lent her, let her fingertips skim pale skin beneath her arms where the webbing had chafed. What had possessed her to bring her sketch pad, watercolours tin and box of pencils? Still panting, she took four or five deep breaths, then pinched the stitch ripping into her side. So, here we are then, thrown together by fate. Tears of relief poked Cat's eyes as, straightening up, she saw Jude leaning against a nearby tree. Her arms were loosely folded, her face was calm, her expression almost serene. A cream-coloured flower, freshly picked from a nearby rhododendron, nestled in her hair. Hey, Jude continued in a languid drawl. What's got you all steamed up? Where were you? Cat gasped. In the clearing. I came looking for you when you didn't come. 
A shard of something hard glinted in Jude's pale gray eyes. Why? What's the matter? We have to leave, now, said Kat, reaching for her bag. Come on. But we've only just got now. Amused by the unfamiliar urgency in Kat's voice, Jude shrugged. Okay, I'll just go and get my... But her words were lost as she turned away and stepped back into the undergrowth. No, wait. Yanking Andrew's rucksack back over her shoulders, Kat plunged into the bushes towards the spot where Jude had just been standing. Once inside the depth of foliage, it was hard to ignore the tiny flies as white as ash that clung to the leaves, the fetid air that hung heavy with the smell of something rotten. With mouth clamped shut, barely daring to breathe, Kat parted the branches and saw her companion adjusting the fastening of her back.